What's good, everybody? This is the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Oluthemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. We are in 2 Samuel chapter 3, verses 13 through 14, as well as 21, as our scriptures of note this week and continuing our study of David's life. And the thought for this episode is word is bond. Yeah, I said it. Word is bond. I'm old. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, That was a saying that was utilized much when I was a kid back in the 80s. But it rings true to this day. Is your word your bond? And as we're studying the life of David, we're studying the life of the man who God said was a man after his own heart. So we're looking at the things that were at the core of David's very nature. Loyalty was one of them, which you saw that with how he dealt with Saul, even when Saul was trying to kill him, he was yet loyal to him and killed the people who said they killed him. But also David's word meant a lot. Now, In this passage, David gave his word to Abner that he would make a covenant with him. But first, need to go into a little bit of history so that you can see the importance of the covenant between David and Abner. David had a sister. I believe her name's pronounced Zariah. I may be messing that up, but his his sister had three sons who served with David in battle. They became commanders and some of them went down as mighty men of valor for David. The three sons were Joab, Abishai, and Ahasiel. Abner killed Ahasiel in battle. Uh, Right after Abner had Ishbosheth installed as king, He and Joab kind of faced off at the pool of Gibeon. And Abner was like, hey, let's have some of the young men fight. So he kicked it off. They start fighting. A handful of David's men died, maybe a couple dozen, versus a couple hundred of Abner's men and the men of Benjamin. Anyway, during that battle, Abner was running away because he saw that it wasn't going to go well for him and for his men as he was doing that Ahashiel went after him and the Bible says Ahashiel was very very fast like a wild deer and Abner was like hey is that you Ahashiel please stop chasing me go fight that person over there this one over here don't come after me because I don't want to kill you. How could I face your brother Joab if I kill you? But Ahashiel wouldn't listen, kept after him. Long story short, Abner struck a blow to Ahashiel in his stomach with the butt, the blunt end of his spear, and it went through Ahashiel's stomach and out his back. That one blow did it fell dead immediately 
You know, now I don't know if he thought, okay, well, maybe he's got a breastplate on, and if I hit him there, then that'll cover it and it'll st- stop him and slow him down. Don't know, but that's what happened. And it put Abner on the brothers' hit list. Last week, talked about how Abner had ulterior motives for appointing Ishbosheth as king. In verse 6 of chapter 3, it said that Abner was strengthening his position while Ishbosheth was on the throne. So he was networking with the clan heads. He was positioning himself with the military. He was gaining more wealth. He was doing all these things as Ishbosheth was king because he needed to do that in order to live the kind of lifestyle that he wanted to. And having Ishbosheth pretty much as a puppet king, he was able to do a number of different things within the kingdom of Israel. Then Ishbosheth one day accused him of taking one of Saul's concubines as his wife. And that set Abner off. He was like, wait a minute. As loyal as I've been to your father's household, to you, he even said to you, to Saul's friends, and you would accuse me of doing such a thing? He's like, oh, no, uh-uh. I, 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 I've been way too loyal. I've been way too good to you for you to accuse me of something like this. And let me die if I don't. I believe he said let me die, but he was like, look. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that David reigns on the throne as king of Israel as well as Judah. So he sent set off to talk to David and get things in order. Now, here's what's interesting about all that. He said within verses 9 through 10 as well as in 17 through 19 of chapter 3 Abner as well as Israel it was stated that they knew David was supposed to rule so why did they put Ishbosheth on the throne and why would the people let him do that which is a reminder from last week don't let people make decisions for you make your voice heard and make your own decisions don't let people make decisions for you You always have a choice in the matter so make sure that you are choosing for yourself and check people's motives too that are trying to get you to do different things but anyway David made this covenant with Abner and Abner said that he would bring all of Israel together and have them make a covenant with David as the king that's you can find in verse 21 they did the same thing with Saul Saul was anointed king they rejected Saul as king which goes back to my thoughts about Ishbosheth it's like why are you letting Ishbosheth be the king when you rejected his father Saul but anyway they rejected Saul as king uh, Saul got word regarding Jabesh Gilead and how the Philistines had come in there he got mad, killed his oxen, sent it to all the heads of Israel. and was like, look, we're going after these people. And after he did that and the people saw him moving under the hand and the anointing of God, 
they then made a covenant with Saul to make him king and Abner promised to deliver the same thing for David unfortunately for Abner David's family had it out for him so uh, Zariah's three boys still had it out for him or her two boys at that point and just as Joab had just got done bringing in great plunder to David he raided someone was coming back bringing all this stuff to David his word David's word trumped the things that Joab had done it trumped him being family he gave his word to and sent Abner out in peace because of the promise that he gave him and that Abner gave to him again Joab was a commander in David's army but because Joab tricked Abner had him come back took him off into a room like hey you know I just want to talk to you and murdered him David cursed his own family over his word he cursed his own family for doing something so heinous and so terrible and it was directly against what David had said David had sent the man out in peace he made a covenant with the man and them killing him made it look like David had set him up he was like look my hands are clean of this I have nothing to do with it he made Joab and his family mourn and go before the uh, the beer which is what the deceased will be carried on during those times he made them go before in sackcloth and ashes ripped clothes mourning and David mourned and wept so loud that it moved the heart of the people on top of that they tried to get him to eat and he was like I will not eat Let me, I will die before food touches my lips I'm not going to eat until the sun goes down he fasted as a means of mourning the death of Abner who he considered a great man even though he talked bad about Abner and he told Abner when Abner did not do his job in protecting Saul that he was going to get it. He just didn't want to be associated with that. And again, he had made a pact with him and his word meant everything to him. So he mourned him and he mourned him sincerely. Your words are so important. One, they have power. And two, God is his word. And because he is his word, that's why your words have power. That's why lying is an abomination to him because it's against what and who he is, the very nature of who he is. John 1, 1 tells us that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. Hebrews eleven three tells us that the worlds were framed by his word. So everything that we see Everything that was made was made from nothing was made from what was unseen because it was made by his word. Psalms 119 89 tells us that God's word is eternal. It is forever established in heaven. Your words mean something. And when you say something, that means something to God. So choose and use your words wisely 
and do your level best to honor your word. If for some reason you you make a promise that, you know, you really thought you could keep or you felt that you were going to be able to bring the past and you see that you can't, don't ghost the person. Say, hey, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry that I couldn't do it. I had every intention to, but I fell short. Your words are so important. Make your words your bond and do your best not to make promises that you aren't sure, aren't 100% sure that you can't keep. Because your word is your bond. So say loud, pause, and think about this. Until next time, God bless and keep it together. Thank <laughs> you.